1: This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast, and I have not yet reacted to the Vikings' loss against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday Night Football, 34-28 to 28 was the final. The Vikings fumbled the ball four different times in that game, and uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on this game. But first, I need to tell you about Hokeland Farm, H-O-K-E-L-U-N-D Farm. Oakland Farm has rotationally grazed 100 percent grass-fed Herford beef. They are sold in quarters and halves, and they also have custom sample packs so you can try before you buy. This beef has no medications or antibiotics, and you can come for a visit to know where your beef comes from. All you have to do is contact Jared at 952. 952- You can visit his Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Hokeland Farm, H-O-K-E-L-U-N-D Farm, or you can email him at Farm 2012 at gmail.com. 20% off your first order if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Remember, rotationally grazed, 100% grass-fed Hereford beef. This is the good stuff. You go to the grocery store and it's like $7 a pound. Well, this isn't going to be $7 a pound. And this is going to be the real good stuff. So contact Jared today, 952-491-1541, and tell him that you heard about him on the Minnesota Tim Podcast for 20% off your order. Okay, so the Minnesota Vikings, they... Trailed seven, uh, three to zero, they took the lead seven to three after T.J. Hawkinson's first touchdown of the game, and then it unraveled after that. First quarter, the Vikings force an Eagles punt. Brandon Powell is the punt returner, and he's got a good punt return going here. He has at least gone for fifteen to twenty yards, and he's in. Eagles territory, almost in field goal range already, and he coughs up the football. Fumble number one. But then, after Josh Metellus got injured and wasn't replaced by Lewis Seen, which is big news, by the way, first-round pick two years ago, still can't see the field when Josh Metellus gets injured, Theo Jackson, whoever Theo Jackson is, replaces Josh Metellus after he gets hurt. And Theo Jackson intercepts Jalen Hurts on a long third down play. So the Vikings get the ball back. On the very next play, Alexander Madison fumbles the ball, gives it right back to the Eagles, and the Eagles actually missed a field goal attempt. So really nothing really hurt in that situation. But this was a situation during the game, and it reminded me of basketball a little bit. There's always a stretch during a basketball game in professional sports or college sports or high school sports where there's just a lot of sloppy play. Guys can't dribble. Guys can't pass. Guys can't catch. Guys can't shoot. The ball is just literally all over the place, not being controlled by either team. Lots of loose balls. Lots of fumbling going on. Lots of issues with the shot selection going on. It's just a sloppy two to three minutes of basketball. And this is what it looked like on the football field. Brandon Powell fumbled. Jalen Hurts interception. Alexander Madison fumble, And the kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles missed like a 50-something yard field goal. Situations were missed by the Minnesota Vikings. And again, I kind of want to touch on the same point that I made last week after the Vikings lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone's saying, after the Philadelphia Eagles game, that the Vikings beat themselves. Yet when the Vikings forced turnovers, we're so quick to say the Vikings are just forcing turnovers instead of the Eagles or the Philadelphia Eagles beating themselves. When Jalen Hurts threw that interception, he thought, The Vikings made a good defensive play. You didn't think that Jalen Hurts beat himself. And the same situation goes for all of the fumbles throughout the game. Yes, the Vikings fumbled the ball. Yes, the Vikings struggled to hold on to the ball four separate times. But at some point, you have to give the other team credit for forcing these turnovers. Just like when the Vikings turn a team over, you're not going to say they turned the team over because the other team allowed us to turn the team over. You're not going to say the other team beat themselves. You're going to say the Vikings forced the ball out. So I just want to push back against this idea that the Vikings beat themselves. The Eagles can make plays, and the Vikings can fumble the football, just like it would be the other way around. So... That's my first point. The Vikings fumbled the ball four times. The Eagles forced the ball out of the Vikings' hands four separate times. The Eagles made plays and the Vikings didn't. Uh, An example of beating yourself would be if Greg Joseph missed like a 28-yard field goal. There was no pressure on him like in terms of a field goal block. He's lined up perfectly on the left or right hash, wherever he likes it, and he misses it for a game winner. That's an example of beating yourself, Not, not the other team making plays. One of the bigger fumbles in the game happened in the second quarter when Justin Jefferson received a pass from Kirk Cousins and... At right right around the 10-5 to five yard line, and he was going to score a touchdown, it appeared, and then he lost the ball as, as he was about to go out of bounds, as he was stretching for the pylon, and then it went into the back of the end zone, and this has been probably the biggest topic of discussion following this game, because so many people are obsessed with how stupid this rule is in the NFL, and I want to push it back against that, too, a little bit, because In my mind, there are so many rules that are for the offense. In so many leagues, like in the NBA, you can't touch the offensive player without being a foul. In the NFL, you can't touch the quarterback without it being a 15-yard penalty. As a cornerback, you can barely touch the wide receiver. Rules benefit offenses in tons of leagues especially the NFL and and the NBA. So when there's a rule that benefits the defense, I lean towards supporting it. And this is a situation where I support the rule of if a player fumbles the ball and it goes through the end zone, I would 100% support the idea that it should be a touchback. Why should we... Give the ball back to the offense after he fumbled the ball. Why, why should the offense receive an award or benefit of the doubt after losing control of the ball? I think that would be stupid. To give the ball back to the Vikings at like the 2-3, even 10-yard line if you're going to give a penalty for that after he fumbles the ball through the end zone? Why would you do that? What, has, what, what, what have the Vikings done to earn the ball back after letting go of the ball? So the play that Justin Jefferson fumbled out of the end zone was 100% the right call, one, one, Two, Justin Jefferson, we can't blame the rule for Justin Jefferson letting go of the football. Let's say it is a stupid rule, even though I disagree with that statement. It is the rule, and Justin Jefferson knows it's the rule. So even if it is a stupid rule, he still made a mistake and fumbled it out of the back of the end zone. A stupid rule doesn't change the fact that it was a stupid decision by Justin Jefferson to fumble the ball. So, I'm putting more of the onus on JJ and the Eagles making a, de- good, a good defensive play right before halftime than a stupid rule. And then the Eagles ended up kicking a field goal right before halftime. It was like a 61-yarder. And the Vikings ended up trailing at halftime 13-7. So, think about that swing right there. The Vikings we're going to be up what 14 to 10 after Justin Jefferson's touchdown which could have been 14 13 after the Eagles eventually scored uh, a field goal cuz there's plenty of time left to get into field goal range for a guy that can kick a 61-yard field goal that was a huge momentum shift but at the end of the day the Vikings were still only down 13 to 7 at halftime and then Kirk Cousins gets drilled as he was all game to start the third quarter. The Eagles pick it up. The Eagles score a touchdown in like two plays. And then the game's 20 to seven. The game got out of hand fast. And then after that, the Vikings did a three and out Eagles score another touchdown 27 to seven on a long bomb. It looked like, uh, Evans thought there was going to be safety help. Well, there was no safety help. And, uh, That's what happened. They scored another touchdown. Then Jordan Addison had a long touchdown, 27-14. And then the Vikings' defense actually made a big play. They got off the field, and then the Vikings had a three and out, which could have made it a one-score game, which eventually they did make it a one-score game. K.J. Osborne got a touchdown, 27-21. And this was the Vikings' opportunity to get off the field again and stop the Eagles from scoring a touchdown. Well, whatever was going on defensively for the Vikings, they could not stop the run. The Eagles and Swift was just thrashing the Vikings on the ground game. He was going six, seven, eight yards without even being touched. And then you saw the value of a great offensive line. Kirk Cousins was getting hit almost every single time he dropped back in the pocket. And the Eagles were just crushing the Vikings' defensive line in the trenches. The Eagles are known as having one of the best offensive lines in football. And the Vikings' offensive line is the exact opposite of that. Christian Derrishaw didn't play, so Udo got uh, just... He just got thrown off like he was an ant. Bradbury didn't play. Schlottman got... Just thrown back like nothing. Ezra Cleveland, Ed Ingram. Those guys aren't strong interior offensive line presences, so those guys got thrown back too. It was just a crap show on the offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings. And now they are 0-2. And Alexander Madison received a lot of racist messages afterwards, which is so stupid by so many people. It's like, it's amazing to me how people cannot separate a football game from reality. Like, the football game is their reality. And they just have no, like, grasp of life. So, so stupid. Like, people back off. And Snap and, and uh, snap Fitness. I'm about to do a read for Snap Fitness. Uh, Alexander Madison had a rough game but I don't blame Alexander Madison. The Eagles defensive front. And I said this last week was like murderers row. The Vikings offensive line had no chance. And Kirk Cousins was lucky to get out of that game alive. Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. Those guys would have had no chance against the Eagles defensive front with that Vikings offensive line so you know people are crediting Swift and all the rushing yards that he had he rushed for like a bunch of yards but like did you see the holes that were there for him it's like so much of rushing is created by offensive linemen of course you got Adrian Peterson who can break three four five tackles when they're out in space but so much rushing Is dependent on how many holes there are to hit and the spaces that you can get between. There was no space for Madison to run. The Vikings offensive line did not deliver for the second straight week. The Buccaneers and Eagles dominated them. And now the Chargers are coming to town. And Bosa, for the Chargers, is going to obliterate the Vikings offensive line, for the third straight week. Let me talk about Snap Fitness of Mayor. Now I can talk about it. Snap Fitness of Mayor has fitness options for all levels and ages. They have personal and group training. And they have free enrollment if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Contact Snap Fitness of Mayor, M-A-Y-E-R, at 952 247 one three five four. You can email them at mayor M A Y E R M N at Snapfitness.com and you can check out their website at www.snapfitness.com slash mayor M A Y E R Minnesota. Free enrollment if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Don't wait for the new year to start. Get in shape today. Snap Fitness of Mayor. Jacob and I had this conversation last week and my opinions on this conversation were predicated on the idea that the Vikings were going to start 0-2 because I thought the Vikings were going to start 0-2 and we had the conversation before the Vikings-Eagles game. There's a chance the Vikings are going to start 0-3. But now that the Vikings are 0-2, And they're not going to do this. They're too prideful. They're too competitive. But why wouldn't you tank for Caleb Williams at this point in time? 10% of teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs. And let's say the Vikings made a run and made the playoffs. And let's say they lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. What would they have to show for it? And playoff exit? Why wouldn't you tank for a franchise quarterback that can win Super Bowls for the next five to ten years, maybe longer? If I told you that the Vikings would win a Super Bowl in 2027 with Caleb Williams as their franchise quarterback and they... Went one and sixteen this season. Would you do it? Of course you would. We've been waiting for a Super Bowl forever. Forever. forever.
0: forever. 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 Forever.
1: I wouldn't even want to know what Vikings fans. Would do for a Super Bowl. Because I know they would go insane. The things that they would do. For a Super Bowl in Minnesota. Would be unhealthy. So why wouldn't they do it? The Vikings should. The Vikings won't. But the Vikings should. They're 0-2. The game against the Chargers. Isn't like. A gimme. I mean, nothing's a gimme. <laughs> Lost to the Buccaneers at home with Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position. So, I don't know. Just my thoughts. I, I, I think the Vikings should. I think they should surrender this season. Because even if you surrender this season, Kevin O'Connell and Quessy, they would have nothing to lose. They would not be on the hot seat if they got Caleb Williams as their quarterback. I don't believe it. It's only their second year. They could say this was all part of the plan. Trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. Draft Caleb Williams. And you're set. Makes sense to me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Again, check out Hokeland Farms, H-O-K-E-L-U-N-D Farms, and Snap Fitness of Mayor for great deals if you mention the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. I hope everyone has an amazing day.